Hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. I'm Christine and I'm here with Nate. Howdy. And Sung. Woo. As we continue talking about uh, things we wish we knew um, or wish other people knew. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things I wish you knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sung, what are we talking about today? Well, let's broach this whole topic of sometimes there's this idea that Christians shouldn't judge. And while there's a lot of parameters we get to put on there, because on one hand, Christians are usually known to be really judgmental. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think sometimes in response to that, people will quote uh, Matthew chapter seven, Jesus sermon on the Mount, judge not lest you be judged. Mm -hmm. And almost to the point of, um, who am I to say to uh, who am I to say anything to anyone? In other words, uh, I should never. And when I say judge, it, it's it, it's not like the judgmental f- fire and brimstone. You're going to hell, kind of judge, which is often what's seen in the media of Christians. Um, as much as we should evaluate mm-hmm. and uh, hold accountable. In that sense, judge, if you will, um, truth claims or behavior or things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess, so one one of the things that distinguish and hold accountable, because um, I know sometimes it can feel like um, saying, oh, this is right or wrong can feel like Maybe even if you're not talking to someone who's doing that um, can feel like judgment, right? And that's mm-hmm. um, like one element of this. But mm-hmm. then on the other hand, the reason they feel that way is because most of the time it's like, you are wrong for, right. you know, X, Y, and Z. But. Yeah, I think in general, Christians are very poor at how they... <laughs> yeah, that's um, the root problem. Reconcile, <laughs> confront, hold accountable, mm-hmm. call out. Because in one sense, uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ, part of our calling is to, and you see this in various scriptures, um, call out, or Mm -hmm. or, 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 let me rephrase that, call up. Mm. Call up Mm. our our fellow believers into living the ways of Christ. Now, there's a lot of conditions and things to consider. You don't just do that to anybody and everybody. But I think in general... Christians, because of the stigma of judgmentalism, and we don't want to seem all um, self-righteous, I think more often than not, um, at least with people in proximity, I see a a uh, non-confrontive, if that's the right word, um, non-calling up Mm. of each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, now, certainly, we see a ton of judgmentalism when you hear or read articles about Christians and churches or yep. pastors or preachers. You're just like, you shake your head and you're like, oh my <laughs> goodness. Mm-hmm. Thank you for representing Jesus so poorly for the rest mm-hmm. of us. So we're not talking about that. And I, we know that there's a ton of that out there. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what news outlets like to sensationalize. Mm-hmm. But more just the consideration of what does that look like like in proximity, Mm -hmm. in community with one another. Mm -hmm. If, let's say, somebody's 
doing something that uh, like yeah well, what is the place of calling up each other if mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. yeah thoughts it's, it's a good i mean it's a good question it's a good question i christine if you want to go i have a i i'll start okay because i actually <laughs> do have something that i'm i'm not going to try to i'm not i'm just going to start talking great <laughs> go for it so uh several years ago i went through a training to be a spiritual director um, at actually, uh, with a guy that goes to the Ann Arbor vineyard, just mm. down the road from where we are. Um, and it, the, the concept of spiritual direction for people that don't know it, it's, it's, it's often called like, or described as like spiritual partnership, sort of like you're walking alongside someone as they're trying to discern or hear God's voice kind of a thing. So it's not, um, so much directing as people sometimes think it is. In fact, it's much less directing than mm. people often think just when you hear the mm-hmm. um, title. Uh, and one of the examples that our, our, the guy that was leading the course laid out for us was he says, well, let me, here's a scenario. There is, someone comes to you and this woman says, I am, I'm seriously considering having an affair, starting an extramarital relationship. And he said, as a spiritual director, how should you respond? And his answer was that as a spiritual director, you should not say to her, (laughs) you should not pursue that affair. (laughs) Um, And man, I'll tell you what, like in the class, like people, we, people just, we just went nuts. Like we were like, what are you, what are you even, what are you even saying right now? Like, how is that not your role? And Mm. here, here was his, here was his take on it. I'm just putting this out there. Mm -hmm. His take was twofold. On one hand, he said, listen, that your role as, as someone who is walking alongside this woman is to not put yourself in a position where you're going to alienate her. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a priority. And then he also said, you know, transformation um, is most effective when someone experiences the voice of God for themselves. Mm. And so there are probably people all over their life that are saying, you should not do this. Mm-hmm. He said, as a spiritual director, your role can be to, to represent something completely different. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how he floated it out there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have some thoughts about that, but I'm wondering how <laughs> that example strikes you right out of the gate. I... I would agree with that. I would also, uh, again, this is where I sit or stand. I, th- it creates curiosity in me to go, what is going on in your mm-hmm. life? That creates this desire, mm-hmm. whether it's with your spouse or circumstances. What is it underneath the behavior? Mm. What is the narrative and the script that is going on? Because that's where... The crisis and the opportunity lies. Yeah. Not so much in, I want to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That'd be where I am. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think this, this makes a lot of sense. I grew up in a household where I remember my parents saying, like, if I don't tell you what, you know, like, 
or well not me specifically but like if you know i was like oh, well why why are you why are you like feeling the need to insert yourself into these mm. people's lives and they'd be like if i don't tell them what they're doing wrong mm. then they won't know yeah. um and so it's kind of funny you know like you said like it's more powerful for them to hear the voice of god themselves mm-hmm. and i think our human pride is like but I can be the voice of God. <laughs> right? like, like, now's my like, chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's how it feels is like, I don't trust that God, you know, that if we say, look at scripture and then tell me where you see in scripture that you should leave your husband. Like we don't trust that God's going to speak there. We're like, yeah. no, let me tell you yeah. where in scripture it says you're wrong. So his, his follow-up as he sort of nuanced it out was where he really said, I'm not, you should talk about it with them but you shouldn't talk about it from a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. You should ask questions Mm -hmm. like what sort of like, how, how, what have your conversations with God been like around this Mm -hmm. potential extramarital relationship? And even, even to ask, how do you feel like this pursuing this relationship is bringing you closer to God? And again, it's sort of like putting it up, putting it up against a standard of God versus what, can easily be interpreted as sort of like your opinion Mm -hmm. Um, and sort of saying like, well, you don't know all that I've been through, blah, 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 blah. But someone, especially someone who has a foundation of faith. And I think this is maybe pretty specific to spiritual direction where your role is very, very clearly defined. You're not a counselor, you know, you're not, you're you're Mm -hmm. literally like a spiritual um, companion, Uh, you know, just to sort of like say, let's take this before God together. And Christine, like you said, just trust that God is going to be the one that's going to speak the truth that the mm-hmm. person needs to hear. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done it. Like mm-hmm. I've literally, I've literally done it. And my wife has done it in relationships where, where we're talking with someone and we sort of like absolutely know what is like right or what should be done, but to simply sort of walk with them mm-hmm. and let them navigate that and just trust that God is going to guide them in the direction that they need to go. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting song to think about that as like calling someone up versus Mm -hmm. out sort of saying like, Mm -hmm. Hey, here's, here's the behavior. Here's the, here's the potential sin or whatever is going on. Instead of me telling you, I'm just asking you to let this sort of rest in the light of God. And let's, Mm -hmm. let's see where it goes from there, you know? And I think like, you know, the, the beauty of that approach is also, um, again, having grown up kind of in a legalistic church environment, like it does also take us out of the equation of like, my, honestly, the, my, my caliber of, of judgment is, is not necessarily, it's like, I'm not perfectly calibrated to Christ. Um, and You're so not. I believe it or not, you guys <laughs> shocking. Um, and so, you know, there are lots of things that like my parents would have put on the absolutely sin list that. Um, it aren't found in scripture. Hmm. And so when we're saying like, yeah, what, like, wh- where are you seeing this in the Bible? Where are you seeing this in your relationship with God? What, like, yeah, are you growing closer f- or further from God in this? Um, yeah, that's, that's a, a better marker than, than what I have to say. Yeah. And as long as that's sort of like when you're, when you're talking about the type of judgments that we should bring is, am I, am I, Am I barking up the wrong tree or is that kind of like... No, and I would say you said something uh, where you do do make a judgment. Now, the way you carry the conversation is different Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. making a moral or spiritual judgment on another Christian 
the way you carry the conversation is expressed in a gracious, kind, open, curious way. <clears throat> but just to say, like, I mean, let's go even to the internal feelings of like, oh, I shouldn't hold any judgment of any standards mm. for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you said, yeah, we, we knew what was right or wrong. Um, so even going at the heart level, let's say, let, let's take out the, um, for now, the, the conversation or the kind of the, the caricature of the hellfire brimstone Christian judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but um, I, here's what I'll put. I, I don't know that Jesus calls us, uh, that Jesus forbids any judgment. I think he gives us very specific things to consider when we make judgments about certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's the caveat and condition that I would put it around. Yeah. And, and, and because we don't walk through that, we're very bad at, yeah. at expressing the internal judgment, if I could say it that way. And it comes out in a very condemning way that shuts conversation down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the story that I'm reminded of is is the woman who was caught in adultery, mm. where Jesus is sort of standing, you know, there's a, a crowd of people that are going to stone this woman for being literally, it says she was caught in adultery, not suspected, like she was caught. There's no mm-hmm. question that she was guilty, right? And Jesus sort of stands in between and says, hey, like, if you don't have any sin, feel free to throw the stone mm-hmm. first, you know? Uh, but he also says to her, you know, where are your accusers? Mm-hmm. They're not here neither do I accuse you uh, or condemn you, but go, go and sin no more. There, mm-hmm. Like, again, there's a, there's an understanding of like, there is a, there is a right thing to do, mm-hmm. but I'm not simply just telling you what is the right thing to do or mm-hmm. punishing you for doing the wrong thing. Right. Sort of calling you to something bigger, something better, something closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I sort of think of, I mean, I think of navigating judgment that way. Like you said, there was a judgment. There was a clear acknowledgement of right and wrong, but man, um, it's harder to do it the way Jesus did than to just, right, like, right. <laughs> just to like call it out, you yeah. know? And I'll say this too. Um, I think in a heart of hearts or in the privacy of a safe space, um, and this looks different for different people, but we are very judgmental, oh, even yeah. if we don't mm-hmm. say it, Yeah, mm-hmm. right? The, the more mature, spiritually, and emotionally healthy Christians will not verbalize all the, and I'm just guessing here, but Enneagram 1, it's, it comes out in bitterness and resentment. For Enneagram 8, it comes out in anger, mm-hmm. right? For Enneagram 2, it's all just all roses and, you know, <laughs> kittens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until you cross that invisible line. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, and then truly. it's all judgment, <laughs> yeah. right? And so let's just acknowledge that in the heart of hearts, this, I mean, that that is there. Yeah. And so some people might feel like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't feel any of this. Um, and, and again, a lot of it might be toxic mm. and unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but does it really mean that you should never judge? When Jesus judged not, is it, is it like... Right. I mean, I think part of what you're saying, and, and I have found to be true, is that like you... We do judge like, like people don't, uh, get over being judgmental. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think so in some ways it's like, look, it's there. And in fact, some of the more mature people that I know sort of face their own judgment um, like critically kind of yeah. thing. Like I do, I am judgmental. <laughs> Let me start there and work my way to a place where perhaps I can actually navigate this conversation or this relationship in a healthy way. Yeah, this is, it's like making me think of, uh, as we were talking about this, like the, the fact that the in- initial sin, right, was like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Like we are like all of us have that now, that desire to judge good from evil. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be like part of who we are um, for better and mostly worse. Um, and so, yeah, like the importance of, uh, of like returning again and again to the cross and I think almost like the, you know, there's the speck in your brother's eye and the plank in your own eye. It's like less about you, you shouldn't like, it's less about you can't say that there's a speck in your brother's eye. It's more about start with your own plank. Right, (laughs) right. And I think that's the whole point. Jesus uh, isn't saying judge not, but then, well, so he does, he says that, but it's not a period after that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a comma. Yeah. And then he goes on to lay out some, things to consider, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, how, like one thing that really compels me to consider how I am judge, how I judge people is, um, do, can I judge people as I want to be judged? Mm -hmm. And the the matter of the fact is, oh no, like, oh boy, that Mm -hmm. would be brutal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that's, I mean, so let's acknowledge the reality of our judgments of other human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just human nature. We tend to minimize our own shortcomings Mm -hmm. and we, we evaluate ourselves by our intent. Yep. Well, this is what I meant. Mm -hmm. And then we evaluate other people by their behavior. Mm -hmm. So in acknowledgement of that, instead of just, Oh, I shouldn't judge. Well, okay. That's true. But it's more nuanced than that. There is a way to judge because clearly Jesus did judge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. religious leaders. Uh, he was vi- like in, in, in the, not in the sense of some Christians today being judgmental in that way, but he did make moral and spiritual judgments. Um, he pronounced things that was really radical and yet. Uh, in his love and kindness, scandalized religious folks too. So, how do how do we, in our heart heart of hearts, <laughs> carry that judgment in a way that um, isn't just a secret behind the scenes kind of venting or resentment, mm-hmm. hmm. but r- really can be uh, done in a way that is more like Christ? And that doesn't mean oh, I shouldn't think bad thoughts or or not judge. Hmm. Can you, so you've said this a couple of times, but I think it might help me if we were to clarify, like, what is the difference between sort of like, let's describe the, the righteous judgments of Jesus versus judgmentalism? Like how, like where, how are those things di- different? Um, that might help me understand a better way to do the former, not the latter. <laughs> I don't know. That's why we're having this discussion. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I'm trying to um, draw out what are some things to consider as we, um, a, a, as we 
And this is going to sound weird because of our culture, but as we practice godly judgment, yeah, mm-hmm. just like in year in generations past, anger anger in general was just bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All anger was bad, right? But then we've come to realize, oh no, there is a holy anger, and again, that gets abused, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I'm angry, and it's for God's righteousness, mm-hmm. and my, you know, okay, okay, it gets abused. But there is such a thing as holy anger, sure. Mm-hmm. Or even there's a verse that says, "In your anger, do not sin." Right? Mm-hmm. It's possible to be angry and not and not sin, sin. Yeah. and. So so that, that uh, maybe that's it. Like, how do you how do you judge in a way that where it's godly judgment mm-hmm. and not sliding into hatred, mm-hmm. resentment, ungodly anger yeah. in a way that? And so maybe that's one thing is I, I consider like in my judgment, in my private thoughts and heart of hearts, um, were I to hold myself in a mirror to my own way of judging. It, it, it would uh, it, it would expose it to be very unrighteous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think another one that comes to mind for me, and and I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it bears repeating. And that Amy often, my wife often calls me out on is she's she will say like, "Hey, you're creating a two dimensional image of that person." In other words, whatever it is that I am judging, even if I'm judging it rightly, it sort of removes everything from who that person is, except for that one thing, or you know handful of things that just feel wrong and I feel like justice should sort of be brought. And, uh, and so that's one that for me is always uh, a red flag of judgmentalism Mm -hmm. instead of just judgment where suddenly the person is only this, or they always do this or, you know, that's Mm -hmm. always a big one for me. And that's a good example of her making a judgment and calling you up. Mm. Oh my gosh, she's so judgmental because she does that all the time. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> yeah, no, and maybe exactly. that's the difference, yeah. Yeah. right? In your judgmentalism, she's making a judgment, not condemning you, but calling you up on your judgmentalism. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. That's good. But 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 just to name that, and again, it sounds maybe counterintuitive, or but to say that that is a judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, there's like, even with the, the, you know, like adulterous woman, like there's a path forward, right? Yeah. It's not like you are a judgmental person, Nate. She's saying like, here's your path out of judgmentalism. Mm-hmm. And that's like, Jesus was like, who's accusing you of being an adulteress? No one, but go and no longer be an adulteress. Right. So it's yeah. like almost that, how do we, how do we, instead of squashing people with our judgment, how do we, yeah, like provide a path out? Yeah. Yeah, a, a path towards um, towards rege- a redemption, redemption, um, and not just. I mean, here's a big one for me: uh, redemption versus justice. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. I if I find that I that I am that I'm really, and again, this is this gets tricky, right? Because God is a God of justice or whatever. But yeah. but if for me justice overrides redemption, that is almost a sure sign that I'm sort of living in judgmentalism, not, not sort of godly judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's usually justice over, um, redemption, redemption, usually for me, that's vengeance. Yeah. Mm. Right. Absolutely. And as an Enneagram eight and and Amy says this to me less often now, but she still says it. She's like, you're doing vengeance. Mm. Mm. And you know what the the weird thing is? I'm like, I am. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. Like, cause I think of vengeance as like, I'm going to slash your tires mm-hmm. or, and my form of vengeance is like, okay, this person acts this way towards me. I'm going to act this way towards you. 
and it's not like this outright behavior of mm-hmm. vengeance, or, or it could just be just the, the way I, I want to say something. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, you're doing vengeance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both our wives call us up, which uh, <laughs> is great. I'm thankful in my, in, in my quiet reflective moments, I'm thankful. <laughs> In the moments of being called up. Right. I'm like, no, that person is two-dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> See, the person is a drawing on this piece of paper. Right. Look, I've drawn a picture. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think a second thing when I consider what does it look like to judge in a godly way, I think it's interesting, and you mentioned this passage, Christine, but Jesus doesn't tell us to ignore the speck in the other person's eye. Mm-hmm. Which is what we what Christians often do in reaction to not wanting to be judgmental. Yeah. But we but to the point that we need to consider the log, which is so much bigger in our own eyes, and that's where sometimes some Christians get tripped up on. Mm-hmm. We we see the log in the other person's eye and think, Speck? I, I I'm the one with the speck, you're the log. Mm-hmm. Um but again, it it's we've taken that passage and gone to like, oh, don't even Godly judge anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't even mention the spec. Don't even yeah. mention the spec. Yeah. But again, it's more the call to self-examination mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I think one of the reasons that we avoid talking about the spec is because I'm like, you know, when it's like judge, not lest ye be, ye be judged. I'm like, well, I don't want to be judged at all. Mm-hmm. Like even kindly, <laughs> so, you know, like, even I don't, kindly? <laughs> yeah. really? so I'm like, I'll just, well, like that's my base instinct. And okay. you know, hopefully I'm not living that way, but um, so you don't, you don't even want to be judged, be like, oh, Christine's such a great person. I would rather just disappear. I would rather just be really? unseen. That's oh. like, I have to fight against that. Even like as a roommate, I'm like, if I can leave the space, not even better than I found it, but at a net zero, as if I was never oh. in the kitchen. That's my goal. <laughs> Go in the kitchen, cook, leave, base zero. And I think that's like, oh, you know, a lot of people maybe only want to be judged kindly. So that's probably most people. But like, you know, it like keeps us from really that self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And so it's like before we can get to judgment of others, huh. we have to look at ourselves and who, who wants to look honestly at themselves. Okay. So this is cur- total curiosity question. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when you spoke, I introduced you and said, Hey, our young superstar speaker, Christine Anderson. Oh my give gosh. Her a hand so and much pressure. And everyone was like, woo. You just want to be invisible then? Um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. <laughs> now you guys know my secrets. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you'd probably do great in the national parks. Yeah. See, that's, I would. <laughs> Not a single leaf damage. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think starting with that self-examination is hard. And so it. Yep. Yeah. And I think the tendency to, is to think, well, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I will never have the right to say mm-hmm. anything yeah. to anybody. Yeah. Which is often what I hear, and again, it's a good. It, it's been a response to kind of the angry Christian, the unrighteous angry Christian, but it's. It, I feel like it's also gone the other way uh, of the pendulum, and, and where is that middle of walking in a way of like you know in a way that's truly godly judgment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the question, and if you have, as a listener, has it, have any answers, please let us know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're part of the, part of what stands out to me is really, it is, it, it is so much easier to be judgmental (laughs) because again, 
godly judgment carries with it some sort of obligation right. or responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, as a as a brother or a sister in Christ. Mm. And so you you if you're going to do it in a godly way, you have to be willing to be a part of the redemption process. Whereas judgmentalism, you can just sort of like put it out there on Twitter and <laughs> close your phone and like, and the, and wash your hands clean like pilot. And you're like, yep, yeah. I've cast aspersions on this person. Wash my hands clean. I'm done. And even from a righteous perspective to sort of say like, I stood up for truth. Like I put, you know, <laughs> and for, to really kind of consider that like a job well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, like with the godly judgment being more, more difficult, like part of that also is I think vulnerability is, is what goes along with godly judgment, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, we're never going to be perfect. And so it's, I, youth group, uh, I still have like this memory from one time in youth group when we were talking about gossip and they were like, you saying to your friend, you shouldn't gossip is not going to be ever as powerful as you walking away from a conversation mm-hmm. when they're gossiping <laughs> and like holding yourself accountable, but in a way where you're, you're having that conversation by saying, hey, this is something I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to gossip because this is the conviction of the Bible. Can you help me by not gossiping around me? Sure. And then, you know, holding them. Yeah. I mean, the illustration of, of removing the log from your own eye is an acknowledgement of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. is sort of like putting out there first. Okay, look, I, I got to help you. But before I can do that, I got to sort of get my own crap figured out. Yeah. And, and not feeling like, oh, I need to do this behind closed doors and like go inside this room and remove the log from my eye. It's like, okay you know, I'm going to stay here with you and remove this log so that you can also see what it, it looks like to clean your eye. Mm. That's it, hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather just have a judgmental Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a secret Twitter account that you can I just d- vent stuff on. I don't, I do not have a Twitter no. account. No. <laughs> so the, the ironic thing is, and we've seen this throughout uh, history is sometimes the, people who are most judgmental about let's say a specific issue like jimmy swagger for those of you who are old enough to remember he constantly railed upon the evils of sex outside of marriage all this stuff and yet he was the one that was found to be sleeping around with a prostitute Mm. um I don't know where I'm going with this, but that, that's just the idea that came to mind is like, man, sometimes the, the people who are, who pronounce uh, evil on certain things, sure. almost to a point of just like, that's what they always harp on. These days, it makes me wonder like, is that real? I mean, is that something that's going on in your life? Cause that's all you ever talk yeah. about. Isn't there that Shakespeare quote? Me, me thinketh he doth protest too much uh, or yes, something like yeah. that. I, I, I feel the same way, Sung. I'm mm-hmm. like, again, you don't have to look very hard to find the headlines of people right. who are caught doing exactly, mm-hmm. Christians doing exactly what they have railed against. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is a form of uh, self-deception, yes, but self-protection. Yeah. Sort of saying like, if I can just put forth enough effort counter to this, then I can, you know, if I can rail against the specs, other people's specs hard enough, then maybe my log will take mm. care of itself without actually doing the hard work mm. of, of self, you know, you know, whatever it is, whatever mm. needs to happen inside there. That's so insightful. It makes me wonder if you do that. <laughs> oh, <no>. Busted. <laughs> I think the other thing that happens, especially when it comes to judgment that turns it ungodly is, 
um, that <clears throat> Christians will judge on things that God isn't very clear on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. But then how many times is it other things that, and this could be a whole can of worms here too and a whole rabbit trail, but we'll make it really simple and easy. But it's like, you know, everything, and this is going to sound so old fashioned, but playing cards or, you know, going to the theater, whatever it is, there's all sorts of associations with certain generations where it's like, well, and so I think that's also where Christianity and the Christian faith gets a bad rap because it seems so legalistic. Mm-hmm. You're judging me on something that really is just shaped by your time and culture and generation and not necessarily a biblical command. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I again, and I, I, I said this all the time when I was on staff at Grace, which is just that extremes are easy. Like mm-hmm. living in the extremes is easy because it, when you're, when you're really far in one direction, everything is obvious, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to be it's clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be like whatever, and you're that way, 110%, you don't have to do much thinking. Mm-hmm. It just is like stimulus response at that mm-hmm. point, you know? And I, I think we, I think we fall into that. Yeah. If we don't want to do the hard work, it's way easier to, to be judgmental mm-hmm. um, and just rail against everything that we don't like mm-hmm. uh, versus the, the, you know, sort of the middle road of walking through redemption or, or discerning someone's motivations or Mm. taking the time to help them navigate their own confusion or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, it's not just today, but like we look at the Pharisees and I always look at the Pharisees and I'm like, that's us. Oh yeah. You know, like (laughs) that's like, he was talking to the, the church leaders of the time and like the, the religious, you know, devout and they wanted to have things clearer and clearer so that, you know, I think about, uh, your sermon sung from years ago about tithing, how they were like, but how much, you know, like exactly where do I draw the, like how much of the, of the garden do I need to leave behind? Give me like the square inch. Um, because we really like that specificity. And so we write so much over what the gospel says because it's, it's just easier. Yeah. It is. I think it's important to remember that the Pharisees weren't like some boogie men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were right. Like yeah. they were like the community leaders, and I would, I would expect, well respected. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they were evil people. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, they had they their motivations were just were not in line with what God was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah, <laughs> every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing that makes judge, judgment, godly judgment, so challenging is. Um, that we often evaluate and judge non-Christians mm. with Christian standards. Oh man, mm. I hate it when people do that. I judge <laughs> them so hard. Uh, no. <laughs> I know, right? Let, let's judge the judgers now. That's right. That's right? how you know you're on safe ground. Yeah. Oh, if you're judging someone else's judgmentalism, then you're fine. Yeah. No, but it's true. Cause I, I mean, I've heard this too. It's like, what are those people doing smoking at church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, the, uh, you know, again, you, there's a whole not, and that's a whole nother thing too, right? Like, um, smoking and all this other stuff, but, uh, but we, we are so good at, uh, projecting Christian standards and morals upon a non-believing world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just 
damages the cause of Christ. Yeah. Because I think it, it also, like, even in our own hearts, it reveals, like, why are we doing what we're doing? Because if we're doing it because it's the law and the law is right, uh, then, of course, we can hold everyone to that law. But if we're doing it because, like, we love God and God mm-hmm. loves us and he has called us holy. And so we are, like, called into relationship. Like, you know, like, if it, it's rooted in um, the grace of God then of course we can't hold non-believers to that standard. Yeah. But I think for, for so many people, like, yeah, it's, it, it was helpful for me to reveal like, oh, I'm trying to hold them to the standard because I don't understand God's grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. That's all That's I have a- to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Nate, what, what share your thoughts more on what was interesting about uh, I that. I was just wondering like how, so one of the ways that I do try to navigate my own tendency towards being critical and judgmentalism, which is strong, is to continually remind myself that except for the grace of God, mm-hmm. like I am, I am liable to be in the same position as anyone that I would want to cast judgment on, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's interesting for me to begin to process both my own judgmentalism and the judgmentalism I see in others, as you were saying, Christine, is that an area where, where, where it's sort of like the growth point in their life, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could definitely see that as being true for myself. Um, it would be, for me, it would be a very merciful framework for the way that I look at other people's judgmentalism. Mm-hmm. Simply to say, well, look again, same question. Like, what is God doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this such a critical issue for this person? And can we navigate through my judgment of their <laughs> judgmentalism mm-hmm. uh, uh, and in the same way that we're talking about? Just sort of saying, hey, what is God doing here? Yeah. Why is that such a big deal for them? Can we sort of can we sort of partner towards redemption mm-hmm. in that same way? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, and so much, so much of sin, like a helpful framework for me as I'm looking at like the things that we're judging, right? It's like either it's, it's rooted in a desire of this earth or a fear of this earth, right? And so it's like, if you don't know that God is in control, then how can you navigate that fear apart from sin? (laughs) And if you don't know that God has something better, then how can you say no to a joy of this earth that is you know, lesser or whatever. Mm. So it's good. So have either of you had the experience other than, and <clears throat> Nate, you and I have shared examples from our, our spouse, but from a, a friend or confidant who called you up on something, noted something, no, noted the uh, <clears throat> speck in your eye and called you up in a way that was really redemptive and transformative. If so, how did that happen? Do you have one, Christine? Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I, I have a friend who we are on Marco Polo all the time, which is like video texting kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what she says, but like frequently we'll have conversations where I think the way that she calls me up and the reason I can't even think of an example is because I'll tell her like, man, these are the things that I'm struggling with. And she'll respond with, so what I'm hearing you say is, God is asking you hmm. to like, res- like, you know, respond with grace. And I'm like, well, it's not what I was trying to tell you, but you're, you're right. You know? So like, I think, I think sometimes she, yeah, she calls me up by listening actively mm-hmm. for, for God and mm-hmm. what I'm saying. 
Yeah. And encouraging me to do the same. Yeah. And this is a little bit of a sideways example, but, um, my, my therapist who I saw for a number of years was, was a Christian. And one of the issues that we were working through was my own sort of relentless self judgment. Mm. And she, she would regularly say like, I, it really surprises me to hear you say that you think about yourself that way. Sort of like just asking me to like reevaluate those Mm. judgments and, and, um, and I, was really able sort of with her help to reformat a lot of my internal messages, uh, just realizing like, Oh, that's harsh. Oh, that's critical. Oh, that's mm-hmm. unkind. Um, and the, the thing is that as I learned to do that in my own mind for myself, it starts to work itself mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm less critical. I say less critical things to my wife and my kids. Mm. I'm able to sort of like, there's just, she helped me sort of put that pause in place that identifies and pauses after something critical flies through my brain. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Just the whole thought of what does godly judgment look like when you're judging yourself? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought like, oh yeah. <clears throat> Cause there's a lot of, like there could be a lot of condemning judgment, Yep. but what is godly judgment? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't think every person sort of um, necessarily struggles with that. But for mm-hmm. if you do, the hard part is you can't ever get away from it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like the, I mean, again, Enneagram ones have the inner critic. Right. It's like a voice that is always there, mm-hmm. just criticizing 24 yeah. seven. Yeah. So, and you know, Paul says like, I don't care if I'm judged by others or I don't even judge myself. Like he's like, I just, I leave that to God because mm. he will, he will tell me about it one day. But I, you know, even, yeah, it's helpful to know, like even our judgments of ourselves are skewed yeah. and broken. So what would you say about, um, for let's say spiritual leaders of a spiritual, uh, of a congregation or spiritual community? Cause part of their role is to, um, evaluate and protect Mm-hmm. And I'll use biblical language here, but uh, from keeping wolves in sheep clothes, sheep's clothing uh, from raiding the flock, there is a level of discernment, evaluation, and I would say judgment uh, as as part of their responsibility. So, what was the question? Like, yeah. what would we say to them? Um, maybe it wasn't a question. I'll say, watch out. <laughs> you're in trouble <laughs> they got their eyes on you <laughs> or I, I guess it wasn't a question as much as me thinking out loud like oh that, that is a form of uh, hopefully not always but hopefully godly judgment mm-hmm. of and, and maybe that's the motive the motive is more for protection mm-hmm. love and protection and not so much to, to vent out yeah. um, in anger I mean, one other thing that I would say about those people in that position is that um, any, t- I don't even know, how, this isn't like a warning, just an observation. People who are in that position and are not under some other authority or some sort of close relationship where someone is speaking, you know, godly right. judgment into their life. For me, that's a, that's like a full stop. Yeah. Uh, it's a full stop because okay. I think judgmental people often like to be in a position of the judge 
not yeah. the judged, right? Right, right? And it takes a level of maturity for someone to say, I know this is my tendency. In fact, perhaps it's even, not only is it a sinful tendency sometimes, but it, that's like the flip side of the coin of my calling, right? Mm-hmm. But mature people understand that and so engage in meaningful relationships that keep that from sort of spiraling out. Right, because a spiral could be that all of a sudden that spiritual leader or the team of spiritual leaders starts uh judging on things that are kind of off course, specifically, let's say a a specific theological distinction. And that's their source of judgment Mm -hmm. where really that's not what God is after. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, extreme unhealthy examples, if we're just going to go all the way out Mm -hmm. there, extremes are easy. That's what cult leaders do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they literally stand in judgment of, of everyone that, that follows them and of the entire outside world. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that like, everyone's going to become a cult leader, but I'm just saying that's the spectrum, right? At the far end of it, you have cult leaders. And so if one of the things that is always in common is that cult leaders always set themselves up to be above reproach, Mm -hmm. you know, like they cannot be questioned. So that for me is just always a, if, if somebody doesn't have someone in their life that they're saying, this person is questioning me regularly, that's a full stop for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah, let me just read a passage. I mean, the passage that we've been talking about uh, kind of around is from from Matthew chapter 7. And and it's interesting because you'll hear Jesus uh, uh, um, kind of say, maybe sounds a bit contradictory or uh, maybe in light of our conversation makes sense. But he says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So that, that just shows me, yeah, you, there needs to be graceful judgment, mm-hmm. graceful, godly judgment. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your, your eye when all the time it's, there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And again, there's that call to like, yeah, the call is to help remove the speck from your brother's eye, yeah. but it, it's self-examination first, but then later on in the passage, and this is where the whole spiritual leaders part comes, came in, watch out for false prophets. Mm. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruits. You will recognize them. Mm. And so there's a, there is judgment Mm -hmm. there. Like you can't just be like, no, we're, I mean, I mean, we say this. So I I think the, like on one hand, this is a judgment free zone in the sense of, we're not here to judge you in the sense of like, we're, we're not the final arbiters of, mm-hmm. of you yeah. at, at the same time, there is the responsibility. And this is true, not only of spiritual leaders in a, let's say a, a community, but as a parent, mm-hmm. it is our responsibility yeah. to protect, let's say, or, or as, as a great student ministries pastor mm-hmm. sure. to protect from false prophets mm-hmm. who might come in and say, whatever it is, there, there is a, um, um, uh, yeah, a, a godly judgment. Uh, and I think it's a, a narrow path. Like we were talking about the extremes are easy. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. Yeah. Uh, cause it's messy mm-hmm. <laughs> and just leave me alone or say everything and come down on everybody. Mm-hmm. There's that real tight rope in the middle Yeah, mm-hmm. that I think as parents or spiritual leaders, we're constantly trying to walk, um, that straight and narrow. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm in trouble. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, apparently we couldn't wrap this up in 45 minutes yeah. uh, with a perfect bow, but 
Um, yeah, I'm excited to continue walking this out. Call us with your judgmental statements. Yeah, exactly. Right. Bring it. I've already said it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we will see you next week. <laughs>